Karibu AMG Realtors. We have specialized in selling of land across the country in areas like Nanyuki, Naivasha, Nakuru, Juja, Kagunda Road, Malindi and the Abadeas. Contact us today for land investment solutions and have your title deed delivered within 60 days upon completion of payment. SMS AMG to 402 or call us on plus 254-748-229-941. AMG Realtors, we don't just deal in land, we deal in value. Thank you so much, Juliana, for being part of the amazing We Don't Play podcast show, which I'm finally excited to bring you on. How are you today? I'm doing amazing. Hey. I'm excited. Me too. Me too. This should have happened a long time ago. But, you know, with the podcast, whenever I think about these moments, I know that it is a perfect timing for everything. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So it will be good for people to know about you. Let us know who you are, what you do, so that people have an idea of what to expect. Okay, fantastic. Uh, my name is Juliana Ensonua Kennedy. I'm a licensed CPA. I'm based in Chicago. I run my own CPA firm out of the Chicago area. However, I am a virtual CF, a CPA CFO, so I help clients around the country and in some cases even across the globe because I have contacts all over the place. And so I make sure that small businesses and uh, real estate investors uh, keep their books in ship shape uh, to make sure that they take full advantage of the tax code, the legal way. Nice. I like it. The legal way. It has to be the legal way. <laughs> Definitely. So if you think about businesses today, you know, especially entrepreneurs in our time, we are so excited to start up a business and, you know, do the needful so that we can make the money and the profit margins we're trying to accelerate on. But most times people forget about those fundamental basics in order for them to scale. Are you able to share with us some of those things that people lack in the beginning that they should be aware of? Yes. And so most of the most of the time I tell people you need to form a legal entity. Uh, the temptation is always there, especially the freelancers. Uh, the temptation is there to just set up a, a, um, a DBA and get going. But at that point, you leave yourself exposed because if you don't have a legal uh, liability, like a limited liability company, like the LLC, most of you have heard of the LLC, Limited Liability Company. That means that if somebody sues you, they only get what is in under the business name, not your personal home or vehicles or stuff like that. So there are in the USA, if you are listening in the USA, we have three tiers of entities that can protect you. We have the uh, Limited Liability Company. It can be a single member or it can be multiple members. And so it might, it will say LLC, but you have uh, two or more people in the multiple um, LLC. We also have something called Subchapter S Corporation. So with that corporation, you can incorporate on the Secretary of State's website as a regular corporation, but you have to file an election with the IRS. And so you will need to file a form called um, Form 2553. And please try to get a professional to help you because with these things, if you file it the wrong way, the 
tax liability can be more than what you would have paid somebody like myself to make sure that the S corporation election is done properly. And then if you do not file an election, then it becomes a state as a regular C corporation, which means that it pays its own taxes. So this is the way the taxation goes. The LLC single member, you, you file as a regular um, Schedule C, they call you something disregarded entity. Even though in the eyes of the IRS, they see you as a sole proprietor, but you still have the legal protection when it comes to anybody suing you. The partnership, if it's multiple people LLC, you get the same protection, but you file a partnership tax return. And then the profit get divided into a K-1, which each of you include on your personal taxes. And then with the S corporation, similar, you can have multiple partners or one person, but you are called shareholders. You are not members. And with that also, the profit get divided into a K-1. In that K-1, each shareholder includes the income or losses on your personal taxes. And of course, the granddaddy of all, the C corporation, it files its own taxes. It doesn't mess with your individual. It does not come on the individual. So any of you listening, if you're in the USA, this is a structure. So in the Canada, it's slightly different. They have the limit, uh, limited companies and then they have the partnerships. So if you're in Canada, I will suggest you contact somebody in the Canadian system. Even though I'm licensed in Canada, in the USA, I stay away from trying to work across the pond. And so that, those are the structures that are in the two countries. That's really great. Thank you for highlighting that and really giving someone uh, an expressive and comprehensive layout of what to expect. Because, you know, we start up businesses, we don't know whether we're an S-Corp or a C-Corp, and we don't know what they mean. And then we sign up for the wrong thing, and then we have to try and change it years after. Now, for entrepreneurs and small business owners, what is the best option for them to pick and why? So it depends because um, not one site fits all. So my advice to you is before you even meet with a lawyer, you need to meet with your CPA or your accountant. Um, some tax preparers may be knowledgeable enough to know what to do, but I suggest you go with a certified public accountant or you go with an uh, attorney. This way they can determine how much income level you have because the type of entity you file will depend on the income level, you see? So it will be hard to say S-Corp is good for you or LLC uh, single member is good for you. All of it will depend. And also it depends on the type of industry that you are in. For example, People who are doing contracting, like uh, the general contractors for real estate, most the states, they take you seriously when they see INC at the end of your name, like the Inc, instead of the LLC, mm. you see? And most coaches, if they have LLC, it's fine. They can have Inc, it's fine. They can have Limited, it's fine. So it depends on the industry that you are in. Okay. Mm -hmm. And also, how you want to file your taxes. Some people are married couples, and the married couple doesn't want your businesses coming on your personal taxes with them. So in that case, you do a C-corporation where it does its own thing. So it depends on a lot of things. 
uh, not just one uh, thing that would determine whether you do S-Corp or C-Corp or one person LLC. Oh, wow. That helps. Now I'm thinking like a businessman because I'm thinking about the way people plan their taxes. Like you said, you know, you want to plan it in advance. You don't want to wait till January or wait till April. So when somebody is planning, how do they how do they determine how those expenses are taken care of? Because they are planning for the future. They're making expenses and they're doing this thing consistently to keep their business running. But what are the best safety measures that someone can think about when they're creating business like this and knowing that by the end of the year, by the following year, they have to pay taxes on those things that they've spent on? Fantastic question. So what I say is make sure that you have an accounting system in place from day zero. I don't even say day one because most of the times all the money that you are paying to um, incorporate the business, consult with a CPA, consult with an attorney, getting their strategies here and there, you need to track these expenses. And so the minute that you can do the incorporation with the attorney or with your CPA, you go to the IRS website, you get the EIN. The minute you get the EIN, you take the articles of incorporation from your state, take the EIN letter that you get from irs.gov when you apply, take it to the bank, open the bank account immediately. And then the business doesn't have its own money from the beginning most of the time. So you are going to loan money to the business and you want to track this money that is going in because that you can take that money out tax-free. And so you want to make sure you set the account and then from that day forth, you pay everything from the business account. And you don't commingle your personal, never, ever, ever pay your personal bill from this business account, if at all possible. And so the accounting system will be next. You do the uh, incorporation, get the EIN, open the bank account, loan the company money, and then pay every expense going forward from there. And every money that is coming in will also go in that bank account also. Okay. Okay. I'm glad that you mentioned that about the bank account because I think also in Georgia, I don't know if it happens or it's applicable to other states too, but if you're not in good standing and you're not paying that yearly registration fee, you could actually have your bank account frozen. Yeah, that's what I was looking for, frozen. And that's Mm -hmm. bad for business because if you can't pay that $50 fee, why would they want you to continue and you're not in good standing with the state? So I don't know if it applies to other states as well. Um, I know Illinois, it, it would take a lot for them to do that to you. I think it may be like, what they will do is if you don't renew it, it will just dissolve it. And oh. so if you are going to get a contract somewhere and if you have a, uh, a crazy CPA like me and one of my clients is using your services. When I get that W-9, I'm looking up for good standing. And if you're not in good standing, we are cutting your 1099. I don't care your corporation, whatever, wow. we are cutting your 1099. So wow. that is something that some states forget to send you reminders. Yeah. So you can set yourself a reminder, okay? 
go on the Secretary of State now, look up your business. It will tell you when you are supposed to renew. And some places, if you don't get any reminder, put in a Google Calendar a week before it expires. Go online. Most of them you can pay online. Illinois here, uh, you can renew online. Keep that in check. And then with that, you stay on top of the uh, good standing. It's very, very important. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for highlighting that. And now that you've mentioned it, I wanted to ask you this. Um, how does someone remain sane when they're dealing with an accountant? Because to find one is already a headache. Then to stay with one is also another type of headache. Because when people think about the relationship, they don't know who to trust. You know, you've heard about it. You know, I think it was some years back, like Rihanna's accountant, you know, as big as she is, you know, the accountant still did some things with her, with her money. So when someone hears those kind of things, they kind of get scared, even though it didn't happen to them. But small uh-huh. business owners who don't have a manager, they don't have a lawyer, they don't have an accountant and they need them at one point in their business, especially if they want to scale. How do they build that trust with the person that they're picking so they're not feeling about and they're not feeling bad or they're not feeling anxious beautiful question so before you hire someone you have to vet them mm. you have to vet them my go-to is everybody that i use i look for certification i know education is not everything but the process of going through college really really codifies people's character in some cases and so for me, somebody can do the same thing, but if I don't see certification behind it, maybe it's the African in me, mm. I, I will have a problem using it. And even if you have the certification, I need to vet your character. So I will ask you, you need to ask to speak to some of your current clients, and if possible, even the past clients uh, to find out. And also ask them what state are they certified in. And for especially for CPAs, we are chartered by the state, not by the federal AICPA that people say they are certified. If anybody tells you that they are certified by the AICPA run, because the AICPA does not give anybody charter. I'm chartered in Kentucky and Illinois. And I can practice accounting and taxes everywhere else, but I can only sign financials and audited financials in Illinois and Kentucky. That's how strict it is. So vet them thoroughly. And then also, you need to keep your eye in the books. You just don't hand it over to somebody and not look at it till tax time and you just sign here, sign here. No. You have to stay involved. You can hire a bookkeeper, but my suggestion is every single month, you should be reviewing your numbers with your accountant. Mm-hmm. Going through your bank account, making sure that you are looking at canceled checks. Oprah, I heard somewhere that she used to sign her own checks for many, many, many years. So you need to look through these bank accounts, even if it's on the weekend, once a week, I suggest. It may seem excessive, but take once a week, on the weekend, scan through. God bless us with internet. Now we can look through online on all the banks. See what money is coming out, what the wires are going out, everything. 
scan it. Take, take one hour, once a week. Look through all your cards. If Rihanna and all those people had been looking, and MC Hammer and all those people had been looking, nobody would be, have been taking, because then they'll say, hey, wait a minute. What is this wire here for? Who is this vendor? You see what I mean? You are not micromanaging at all. When it comes to your money, nobody matters but you. That's true. So that's the drill sergeant version of me for you. I like that. <laughs> it, it really gave a lot of people something to think about because now there's, there's more intention with figuring out, okay, vetting them. I'm sure they didn't know about the the CPA and the chatters because they're like, oh, I'm an accountant. I'm a certified public accountant. And then you don't know where they were certified and you don't want to ask that question because it may sound offensive. So it's like, it's like, it's hard to tell, but I, I, ask for the certificate over here. I got mine behind me. Right I see here. it. Like, one, two, three. I have three at home and I have three here. Wow. So, Make no mistake, ask them for it. If you go to Facebook, Juliana Kennedy, um, you look me up on Facebook, I have it on my feed. You go to Instagram, I have it on my feed, pictures of them. Ask them to see the certification and then ask the state that they are certified in and go to that state's professional regulations website. Mm. Make sure they do not have any disciplinary action against them before you hand over your stuff. And that's going to be in a public record? Yes, it is public record. If you come to Illinois um, Professional Regulations, you go there, you put my full name, or even Juliana Kennedy, Illinois, or something, it will pop up and tell you when I got my license here. Because I'm originally licensed in um, Canada. So this is okay. from 1997, the okay. big one. This is 1997. This is Illinois. I have the Kentucky and uh, another second one from Canada also okay. at home. So you can look up, tell them, ask them, what state are you certified in? And go to that state's website and look it up before you hand over anything. And then keep a regular uh, contact with them. Make sure they return your phone calls while you are calling them. Watch how often they return your phone calls. It should be within 24 to 48 hours. If they don't, they don't care. And people get mad at me for saying it. But if I get a, a missed call, you are getting a call back. Most of the mm. time, I don't even listen to the voicemail. I just call you straight back. Yeah. You know, so they have to be on top of it. They have to care. Because this is your livelihood. This is your legacy. And so anybody dealing with it has to take it the same, give it the same seriousness. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Wow. This this is giving me some thoughts in my mind now. You know, one of the things I'm thinking about are like the softwares, you know? Like, for example, Wave Apps has a software where you can hire um, a tax accountant. You can hire you can hire a bookkeeper. You know, QuickBooks has the same thing too, and just to name a few. There's TurboTax. You know, there there's so many things. TurboTax now, I don't know if they've completed the, the case, but I heard something is going on because of the free things they used to give, but it, it's not really free. So when you hear all these stories, it gets so daunting for people. So how do they know which software to pick? Which, How do you vet that? So 
So as far as the software, my go-to, even though Intuit and TurboTax, uh, TurboTax is owned by Intuit, I do not I do not use TurboTax personally. I use a high level, professional level. But I tell people, when something is free, you better know that there's more to it. There's no free lunch anywhere. So always pay your way. What happened, and I'm not apologizing for TurboTax, but the way they do this free free uh, preparation thing, yeah. they give you just a few features. And so if people will go on, they'll put on their W-2, they put on their documents, and then all of a sudden they want to add this extra forms. And so for to add the extra forms, that you have to pay to reveal those extra forms. But you see, what they don't do is they don't tell you up front that if you put in all your time here and you want to add the extra forms, it's going to cost you money. I don't know how they do their commercials, and that's probably what happened. My best bet is always be willing to pay up front for the software. They are all equally, they all have equal issues. Mm. Right now, it's TurboTax because they are the big guys, but there are small guys out there doing the same thing that QuickBooks is doing. Where I mean, uh, TurboTax is doing where they give you just an easy form or something, and then if you need an extra sheet. Because remember, a while ago, I think 2017, 18, something, they reformed the taxes. It used to be two pages, and then they broke it up and then they gave it schedule one, two, three. Okay. If anything is going to go on the, the schedule one, two, three, and then you have to open it up, then it's no longer an easy form. That's true. So then they have to charge you. And that's where they get hooked because they have to do it. Yes. So wow. there are free ones even on the irs.gov, but same thing will happen. If you want to get extra forms, mm -hmm. then they have to charge you. So my suggestion is that be willing to pay because these are software companies, they are in business to make money. So yeah. don't think because they are giving you something for free, it's really free. Right, exactly. And some people don't want to pay for it because they're trying to save money. But in actual fact, you're saving, you're not saving anything. <laughs> Well, the problem, the problem is, in fact, somebody uh, came to my clubhouse room and talked about this. That okay. He, they, they told him to go talk to another person. Like, they've been running him around since January. Okay. Now, I don't know this, the, the whole facts of the case, because he didn't reach out, because he wasn't even on there with his own name, and he wouldn't give me his name. And I'm like, wow. how credible are you? Hmm. You know? So... Coming to the software, as a business owner, WaveApps is good. However, you want to be careful. Again, anything that is free, I'm very skeptical. I have a skeptical brain by trade. And so I like to pay my way. So pay for the software and then get the proper training so that you can use the software to the best ability in uh, your time. So QuickBooks, for example, is easy to use, mm -hmm. but if you don't get the proper training, you can do a lot of damage. Favor, you are you are aware of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, if you if you don't do it well, it will cost you more money when somebody wants to fix it. That's true. You know, yeah. So that's the bottom line uh, about it. Because you and I were in a room and I was explaining to some people, yeah. you know, how 
the software is easy, but then somebody came in and said, well, it's so easy. I said, well, then good riddance, go do it. And then later on, they had to come back to me and say, oh no, it, it, it's horrible. And I said, well, I told you. Right. So always, always get, uh, and I meant to call you and tell you that about that person. But uh, then, yeah, because he was like, I can do it. I can do it on my own. I said, okay, good riddance, go wow. do it. You know, people so, so you need to get the proper training for it. Yeah, people are so they're full of themselves when they think they have. It's true. It's it's a fact. It's sad, but it's the truth. You know, they feel like they have everything under control, and then when they panic, it's like they're so confused and they're so stuck. And you you now start running to a CPA, and then you have to pay more. Because now you have to pay more for the time that you could have given them to do it for you, but now you have to do it yourself. And then, and then you, you always hit a roadblock. That's what I've come to realize. You always hit a roadblock with these things because if you don't know what you're doing, then how can you finish what you've started? You know? It's like what you do. Like, you know, I will go to Pinterest. Of course, I went and screwed it up. And then you have to come in and then clean it up. You know, when you met me in February, I, I went there, I, I set this up, I set this up. I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> and that's why I say, you know, it's best to get the specialist. And you were in there less than five minutes. And I have spent days trying to do exactly what you did in five minutes. Yeah. And so it pays to get the right professionals. I say all that to say, please get the right professionals to help you so that you'll be able to grow your business faster. Stay in your zone of genius. Yeah. Like I stay in my lane, I do taxes, I leave my SEO and Pinterest and Google Analytics and what have you, I leave you to favor (laughs) to uh, take care of it for me because I have no clue. No, I appreciate you for that. I definitely do. And it makes sense. Once you're, you know, a master on your, at your craft, you want to keep it that way. And you don't want to infiltrate that with other things as well, because that could ruin the whole map. You know, it could, it could spoil a lot of things. So now that you've mentioned this, I wanted to ask this question, because I have two more questions before we close. The, the, this one question is, and I've heard it before, so maybe it would be good for us to have a refresher on this. If you get paid and you're an entrepreneur as a business, are you supposed to keep 30% on the side for taxes or is this a myth? So it depends on your structure. Okay. It sounds like a lawyer's answer. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. So my little go-to little secret formula is, and it's not so secret, everybody uses it. Always look at the year before. Look at your tax bracket. Ask your CPA or your tax preparer, what was my marginal tax bracket? Not the, the bracket, your marginal tax bracket. Okay. When they tell you that, when you get money, if you're a single member LLC, you want to put that marginal tax bracket, always bump it up a little bit, maybe another 5%. So if they tell you it's 22%, Add another 5% to it. And then don't forget the state. Because some states uh, do also have taxes. Like Illinois, we are 5%. Mm. There are certain states with no tax, like Florida, Texas, and I think Washington State and many others. You can forget about the state over there. 
but in, even in those states, some of them may have local taxes. So always communicate with your tax person. 30% is good, but in some cases it may not be enough. So mm. I, I even go further and say 40%. Wow. So those of you with a single member LLC or partnerships, or even the C corporation also owes taxes. It has its own tax, but I believe now they have a flood of 21, but it's bound to change. Always make sure you take this tax out of the money, put it into a savings account, don't touch it. And then every quarter, you send, you do a quarterly estimate. The quarterly estimates are not due on perfect quarters. IRS, for some reason, when it comes to income taxes, the quarter is not three months. I didn't know that. Yes. So the first quarter estimates is due April 15th. Mm-hmm. So everything you've made from January 1st to April 14th is due April 15th. Second quarter, we have that coming up. June 15th. So June 15th is when the second quarter, the money you've made from April 15th or April 16th up until June 14th, that quarter, well, their, their word of quarter is due June 15th. The third quarter, again, from June 16th up until September 14th, is due September 15th. And then the fourth quarter is due January 15th, which is the culmination of all the monies you've received for the previous year. You still have to January 15th to pay the whole year to catch up. Wow. If you do not do those quarterly estimates, April 15, when you file and you've underpaid, there's a heavy penalty. Hmm. So let me repeat, quarterly estimate for income taxes, a deal April 15 for quarter one, June 15 for quarter two, September 15 for quarter three, and then January 15 for quarter four. Hmm. Any of you who follow me on Clubhouse is all on my feed. I always talk about it. It's, it's in my profile. Go listen to the videos. Yeah. You don't want to miss it. And you can pay it on irs.gov once you can come up with the, um, the calculation. Okay. And when you do this, do they calculate it for you or you send your calculations and then you, you solve it from there? So some CPAs will give you an estimate based on the previous year because you are allowed to base it on the previous year up to 90%. It's a, it's a, a little bit complicated to explain. But what I do, I don't do that because I feel sometimes you may make more or you may make less. Right. And so I tend to do actual uh, calculation for my clients. And I, I add in a whole bunch of other stuff uh, I have my own secret spreadsheet that I use. Okay. And so in most cases, we come up as close as $50 within the estimate. We come that wow. close. But I do actual numbers with my secret formula also. Okay. And I have that secret formula. I gave it to people who attended my bookkeeping bootcamp. And all my bootcamps, I give it as part of the the. the the package is an Excel spreadsheet that I whipped out 36 years ago and I use it and it, it works like a charm. Nice. Okay. Old is still gold, you know? 
It still is. You know, and that now brings me to the, the last question. When you think about it, you just mentioned boot camp, so it was perfect that you said that. Does someone need to go through a boot camp before they apply this, or can they do it on their own? Like, what is the best solution for someone who has no idea about taxes, about accounting, but wants to get it right and they feel like they're the right people. There are people out there that can help them, but they don't know where to start. So what's better for them to go through first? A class will be very, very helpful. And you don't have to come to my paid bootcamp or my paid masterclass. In fact, I got a, 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 an email this morning from somebody who came to my two-hour masterclass I held in April. Nice. And I didn't even know GoToWebinar did this. Apparently, she got an email from me from GoToWebinar to say, thank you for coming to our masterclass last month because mm. it's exactly one month today. Yeah. And she sent me a quick email. She said, I have so much fun. I'm so confident now I'm ready to take on the world. And yeah. I said, oh, that's exciting. You know, so just in two hours, you she was able to garner enough um, like energy mm-hmm. and confidence so the small business administration has a lot of free resources for you. Yeah. In your area, there's something called SCORE, S-C-O-R-E. Mm-hmm. They have free resources. They have retirees there who can, they have all the time in the world. They will sit and then, you know, go over your stuff with you. Yeah. So if you are just starting up and you don't have the money, you have all these resources. So mm-hmm. type in free resources for small business owners. Take the time, take one of those courses. If you don't have the time and you want to pay somebody like myself or come to one of the boot camps that I'm running, it's, it's straight up, succinct, and you're out. But if you go to those places, they could give you like 10 hours of video and YouTube University. It will take you more time yeah. trying to get free. And so that's the difference with paying somebody like myself or going to the free one. You pay it in your time. Yeah. You see? So any free resource that you can get your hands on, educate yourself, please. And don't make big mistakes. And don't be afraid to pay anybody to give you the right information. Spot on. Spot on. Wow. This is helpful. I feel like you've opened up a lot of ears (laughs) today. You've given a lot of people something to think about. And for them to do with their business so that next year they don't have the same mistakes they've been making. And that's why this podcast is available for everyone to listen in. And I'll also put the show notes in the show notes. Rather, I'll put the link to your clubhouse so that if they're listening, they can always tap in and they can check out your rooms, listen to your replays because you won't be able to pay your taxes or you know take care of that in this one episode it's not possible it's just the top of the funnel and i feel if you want to go deeper you want to be able to connect with someone you know like juliana that can really give you that insight and give you that prosperity in mind so that you're not feeling alone and you're not feeling overwhelmed as well so this has been really really great if there's one thing that you would like to leave the audience with today about managing finances especially for small business owners what would that be so my last few words is stay in the books Mm. stay with your numbers don't just hand it over to somebody and just wash your hands off and say i'm not good at numbers we are all good in numbers we are all good in numbers 
Imagine you going to the store and they shortchange you. Don't you go back for your change? Yeah. So you have to stay involved. You may not be the one to do the bookkeeping, but at least stay involved. The bare minimum I want you to do at least once a month, take a look at your books, scan it. You don't have to do it verbatim. Take a class for somebody to explain to you what does current liability mean? What does um, uh, current assets, what is this? And in the bookkeeping bootcamp, I took my time and explained all those to people because you need to get educated. Warren Buffett said this, accounting is the language of business. So for you to succeed, you have to know the language of business. Mm. And that's why I'm excited that I'm doing all these boot camps and people are getting, you know, the, the, the one I did two days ago, I got torpedoes and get a mind blowing emojis. Hey. It was a, a boot camp for real estate investors. And some of them have never heard of the things I was talking about. Wow. And so, yeah. And everybody was like, my mind blowing. I've never heard of this before. I've never heard of this strategy. I've never heard of this. So it makes me feel so good knowing that I'm bringing information to people. Because CPAs hide behind their desk and they keep everything to their chest and they want you to bring it to them. I'm doing the opposite. I want to educate you and empower you. Yeah. To do it yourself, even if you want to. I have that DIY bookkeeping support. I will be more than happy to help you do it yourself if you have the time. Definitely. And I don't see a lot of accountants or CPAs do what you do. Maybe there's one or two, but they're rare. You know, to find some. Yeah, you're welcome to find someone that can actually actively help you. Because some people think, oh, accountants just sit down, they wait for tax season, and they go about their way. But there's more to it. And if you have a class, you have a boot camp, you have a workshop, you have a training, you have support guides and resources, there's no way somebody that is looking for this type of information will not find it. It's, it's and then the recording is available like yeah. even today people are reaching out saying how can they buy the, the recording from two days ago and i'm like yeah wow. it's available mm-hmm. so all my recordings are available for purchase as well exactly okay that's great and how can they find you what are the options they have available if they are trying to get in contact with you or want to get started my name is uh, my website is just like my name with dot com. So Juliana Kennedy CPA.com. Okay. All my connect my contacts is there. You can chat with me. Uh, thanks to Shopify and you. Hey. <laughs> you built it so well. So I can chat with you right there. And we can uh, begin the process. You can book me for half an hour. You can book me for 90 minutes. I can do a deep dive into your system. You don't have to be my uh, client or retainer client. Although most people come on and they never leave. So you never know. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You never know. And that's the community. You connect with people and that's how you start to grow in between. Yeah, mm-hmm. I 100% agree with that. Wow, this has been an immensely helpful podcast episode. I don't think I've had anybody come on here to talk about accounting specifically. So this has definitely broken the ice. And I'm so glad that you're able to be here today and give us all the information we needed. My pleasure. We have to make do this more often. It's oh, exciting. Yeah. yeah, definitely. We'll definitely bring you back, God willing, next year when... 
you know, that tax season is hitting, I'll be like, okay, Julianne, we need to come back and give them a round two. <laughs> Cor- correction. We start in September. You see? <laughs> I always start in September. It's, you don't wait till January. In September, you keep pounding people because when I hear people tell me because of hearing you, this year I file my taxes on time, that is the cherry on top to me. So, yes, we start in September. And so I'll be happy to be back here and get people on the go. Chop, chop, let's go. Definitely. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Juliana. I appreciate you. My pleasure. Anytime. Till we meet again. Thank you. You're welcome.